Hunter actually kind of talked about what I'm going to be talking about tonight, which is really cool. Um, I'm in Psalm 22, and he was in Psalm 27, but he's kind of saying the same stuff. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm just kind of going to jump in. But tonight, we're talking about suffering, which is like, yay, super exciting, fun stuff. Um, but I think it's a really good topic because we have a lot of hope and joy in that situation just because we know the Lord and we know Jesus. And so, yeah, um, I'm just kind of going to be sharing some of my personal testimony with you guys. And then actually a little bit of David, too, which is cool because he was talking about David's suffering. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. So great setup. Um, but yeah, um, so like probably like the main point. Oh, Lord, keep that on. Um, probably like the main point for tonight is just the fact that we can experience the nearness of God in our suffering, um, like whether we feel it or not, um, especially for like those people write down things that's up there. But um, yeah, I feel like we struggle a lot in our suffering to just see that. And so I'm just going to focus on these three truths that I found really helpful in my situations and in my suffering and trials. Um, just three truths that are straight from the Bible and about God, um, things that we can just always be confident in, um, because they're just straight from him and his words. So, um, yeah, so I'm also going to be sharing a little bit of my story, so, um, kind of starting off with a big one, but when I was about four years old, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia, for those of you who don't know, um, which is a type of blood cancer, um, and I'm, like, totally good now, obviously, but, um, yeah, I don't really remember a lot of it. Like, oh no. Um, honestly, I remember like one trip with like the therapy dogs, and if the Lord is to give me any, like that is the one I want to keep. So um, I don't really remember a lot of it. A lot of my family members remember it, and when I talk to them, you know, it's still like a really sensitive and hard topic, which makes me think it was probably a big deal, but I really don't remember it as a big deal, um, even as a kid growing up. And so when I was about 10 years old, I was able to kind of remember some of those things when my best friend was diagnosed with cancer and hers was completely different from mine, totally different time kind, just like much rarer. She was in all of just the bad demographics and statistic categories and all that. Um, and so I was just like, that was the first time in my life where I was like, I am confident God has healed this girl. Like, you know, this was the first time where I was like, yes, Jesus can heal and he's supernatural and powerful enough to do those things. And um, yeah, and then after a year, she was healed, and it was this big celebration, and then it was later, you know, she had this pain behind her eyes, and it turned out the cancer had come back, and at that point, you know, everyone in my life was like, this is probably a sign that the end is coming, you know, just to prepare your heart. I can talk really loud. Oh, okay. Um, but I was just super confident, once again, like, no, Jesus can heal this girl, like, he healed me, like, and second of all, why would a God who loves me let my best friend die? Um, I think I'm going, I moved my hand. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'll try and be really careful. Not get too passionate. Okay. <laughs> um... But anyway, um, yeah, so I was just still really confident, and especially since a God who loves to do that to me, and yeah, so anyway, not that long after, a few months after, she actually passed away, and 
I like had no idea how to deal with that grief and like that type of suffering. I just didn't know how to do that. Um, and yeah, so I just really, really struggled with lots of frustration and anger specifically. Um, like even just finding old journals and reading back, I was like, man, Emma, you had problems. Like you were very angry. Um, and I really wish I would have like been older so I could have known the Lord more, but I know now that that was an experience where I needed to, to know the Lord more. And so um, I'm just going to read out of Psalm 22, um, 5, verses 11. So if you guys have a Bible, you can go there. Um, but I really think, like, David's suffering, like, really resonated with me, specifically just what he says in these verses. Um, and as Hunter was even saying, you know, we know David as this great king and killed Goliath and all that, but he was also just... He suffered a lot, and so um, I think this is like a really good cry out to God. But anyways, starting in verse 1, it says, My God, my why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. And sorry, this is the NLT, the NIVs up there. Um, Yet you are whole thrown on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. And then skipping to verse 11, it says, Do not stay so far from me, for trouble is near and no one else can help. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to kind of move on to truth number one um, and just kind of come that comes from this scripture that I was reading. Um, and it's just the fact that we can experience the new God dwelling on these three truths. And the first one is just the simple fact that God loves us. Um, I feel like this is so understated sometimes, um, and, you know, we can't always know, like, in our suffering, sometimes we don't always feel this, sometimes this is something that we recognize after our suffering or years later on, um, but just the fact that we don't always know God's motivations in our suffering, we don't know the purpose, um, the fact that we can just trust his character because he's always going to be a loving God, he's always going to have our best interest in mind, and, you know, when my dad was helping me out with this too, you know, he was like, here, you should do this. You should do, like, untruths, some things that, you know, what are we, like, refuting? What are we going against? And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Because so many times, like, you know, people are telling us things or the devil is whispering things into our ear or different. And so some untruths in this situation too would just be things in your head that are telling you, you know, there's no purpose to this suffering God doesn't have my best interest in mind, even things just like God doesn't love me anymore, or what did I do wrong, like feeling like you're being punished, um, and that's just so not true, um, and even just specifically in Psalm 22, 3, um, David just turns around from his crying out to God, says, yet you are holy and thrown on the praises of Israel, and he just instantly has this heavenly perspective, and is like, oh, Right, God's holy. I'm going to remember his holiness and his, and his action and just the fact that he loves me. And someone who loves you, you know, has their best interest in mind for you. And not only does God have our best interest in mind for me, he knows what's best for me because he's just all-knowing perfect. And, um, yeah, for me, it was really hard to see purpose in my suffering, um, not even until later on. This was something that took me a couple years. And it, the growth and time is different for everyone, but it took me a couple years to see this. Um, 
And just looking back, even like now I want to be a nurse. Now those experiences have made me want to go into the medical field, and I feel really called to that by the Lord. Um, and now my relationship is even stronger. Like I wouldn't be talking about this today if I had through it. Um, and so, yeah, I think just holding on to the fact that God loves us and so we can just trust his character in that and that he has a purpose for us in our suffering um, is really important. And even just in James 1, it says something like, consider it pure joy, pure joy to face trials of many kinds. And, you know, in the middle, we're not like, yes, suffering. But, you know, like, in the end, I look back and I'm so much more freed from that. You know, I don't have any feelings of burden from, you know, feeling burdened by that. You know, and I'm just so much more joyful in my situation. Like, God has really taken me from anger into joy. And so, yeah. Um, but moving on to truth number two um, is just the fact that our God delivers and saves. And this is like just speaking about his power because I feel like sometimes we underestimate his power too, you know. Um, and just the fact that he's a supernatural being, supernatural God, and he's capable of anything. Um, and, you know, our suffering can usually seem so big and so insurmountable, and we're like, how am I ever going to get out of this? And, um, you know, character is he's a deliverer. You know, he literally came and delivered us from our sins, saved us from our sins, so he can deliver us from our suffering. And um, sometimes the frustrating part in this is, though, that we don't know how he's going to do that. Um, we have our own ideas, which usually ends up not working because when we think we know what's going to happen, you know, you know the drill. The Lord usually does it differently. So, um, but going back to Psalm 20, or, yeah. Oh, I want to tell some untruths first because that's, like, my favorite thing. But, um, but, I fell again. It's just, can I get a bit like this? Okay, that's happening. Um, but anyway, so in Psalm 22, verses 4 through 5, um, David says, Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never raised. Um, and I think the key word, I totally just read the verse and told you I was going to say untruths, whatever. Um, but the verse in that um, talks a lot about trust, which uh, the meaning of trust, in my opinion, uh, it's rough. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Maybe it'll work. Whatever. It's not even by my face. Um, anyway, I'll just speak really loud to you. But um, the meaning of trust and what I've heard many times in my life is just the two words without worry. And so, you know, in this verse, they just say trust their life. Oh, they trusted and they were saved. So they worry and they were saved. You know, they didn't worry and they st- um, because the people of Israel simply just had no worries about what God was capable of, and they were saved. And it doesn't how, because we're not going to know how. You know God's mind is far beyond our own. But um, the fact that they simply trusted and believed that and were saved. And, um, you know, a lot of untruths that we will hear in this situation, which is something that, you know, I really heard many times, um, was just, there's no way out of this. I'll never escape this. Like, even just disbelief in what God could do. Like, God is way too small. It's like this problem is way too big for God. Um, and like, just feeling like I was gonna be in a pit like forever, and I was just trapped by anger. And even like this verse in Ephesians four, it just says something about like, don't you know, the, don't go to bed 
angry and like anger was a foothold for the devil and like you bet you my anger was a foothold for the devil because he was like creeping in there and I was like okay um and for years like anger was just filling up my soul instead of like the joy and the freedom that God was offering me because I just you know in the situation I just wasn't in a place to receive that um but in the end I saw this and was like yes you know even David saw or once again David saw it in the middle of his suffering, you know, that God, you trust God and you're immediately delivered and saved. Well, not immediately, but he does give you that freedom whenever you ask for it. Um, but yeah. Um, and then the third point, um, which is my favorite, um, is just um, that Jesus enters into our suffering. And even more specifically, just that the Holy Spirit is in the middle of everything. Um, you know, the Spirit is in us if we accept Jesus all the time. Um, but, like, I mean, I especially noticed, you know, the presence of God maybe, like, even more around me, maybe in me, but, you know, like, he was putting people in front of me or putting things in my life and working around me, and I was just too blind and angry to see it, um, but, you know, the Holy Spirit was working in the middle of everything, especially in my suffering, like, more than I had probably seen ever before, um, and, just the fact that, like, you know, that our feelings are also real and known to God and that he came to earth as a human. This isn't just some God that sympathizes with us. It's a God that empathizes with us. He knows exactly what we're going through. Um, and, you know, even when we can't see the end of our suffering, you know, the Holy Spirit is with us. And Jesus knows and has already felt the same exact suffering. You know, he took it all on at once. And then he also was someone who who weeps with us and, and grieves with us. And, you know, he did when he was on earth with, with people he loved. He wept, even though he knew, like, I could save them. But he's like, I'm going to weep and grieve with these people. You know, he's a guy that feels exactly what we're feeling. And, and in Isaiah 53.3, that's, like, a really good verse. And it talks about um, just he was a man of sorrows. And he was familiar with pain. He knew pain. Um, you know, it's not something that, he just pretends to know and like you know that awkward thing where your friend's crying and you're like patting them on the back like it's okay like like yeah <laughs> um like he knows exactly what we're going through um and so a couple like untruths in this is probably I'm moving my hands everywhere um that no one knows what I'm going through um that you're completely alone and abandoned in this trial which I think is so easy, you know, I, I was so trapped by the misconception and by, like, the cultural view that, like, I had to keep all of my feelings inside and that, like, I couldn't show weakness to anyone. And I was only 12, so I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. Okay. Um, and, like, I just didn't cry in front of everybody. Like, I wasn't emotional at all about it, which was not helping at all. Um, and that's why I just anger was building up inside of me and it was just a huge foothold for the devil because I just wasn't released to anyone. I was releasing it into writing a little bit towards God, but it was not very happy writing. It was, you know, not some kind words. Um, but um, just the fact that, like, this is something that I can understand and feel and know in the middle of our suffering, you know, these other two things, the fact that God loves us and that he delivers and saves, like, yes, we can know those things in the middle too, um, 
David was great at, but um, this is something, you know, that we can really, really know and be confident in, in the middle of our suffering. And even just David says in the first few verses, he says um, in verse 1, My God, my God, why have you in me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. And then in verse 11, he also says, Do not stay so far from me, for trouble is near and no one help me. Um, so even just like this person that we like look to in so high regard in the Bible is like crying out to God because that's totally okay. You know, our emotions are not sinful. You know, we're supposed to come to God. He wants us to come. Um, and that's, you know, what we should be doing. Um, but anyway, uh, so I think it's really important to remember these three truths. And specifically, if you're not in a time of suffering, I mean, it'll always be like, I suffer when I like study for my math test. So I'm like, I always need the Lord. Um, but if you're not really in a big time of suffering, I think this is like a great time to like study these truths and to like know these verses, to know even just these, like specifically these principles, just the fact, oh yes, God loves me um, and God delivers. Because when you get in that time and you're like reminded of these things and you have these verses bookmarked in your Bible, you know, you can easily look back and, um, and just know these truths. And if you're in a time of suffering, um, I really want to pray for you tonight, um, and then also just even you can just know these things are true and look at them and, and like feel like it's safe to know that these things are okay, these things are in the Bible.